As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm your host, Cody Schultz, and today I'm joined by my frequent guest co-host, CW Spiral host and Netflix Life editor, Reed Gowdens. Welcome, Reed. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) I know, it's it's an interesting episode to join me for today, because September's a little bit weird, I'm going to admit. But before we get into that, we've got some news that I think we're both very excited to be diving into, which is Manifest. Um, on 828 Day, we finally got our first little teaser for the season, but more importantly, we got the release date. Finding out that season t- four is going to be released in two parts, 10 episodes each, and part one is coming November 4th. I feel like that's a perfect release date. I would have been shocked if they went with any other date. Yeah, it just it fits the the mythology of the series perfectly. And how like the stars aligned that November 4th, the day that the plane returned, falls on a Friday. <laughs> It just would have been insane for Netflix not to have like gone with that date. Like it's just the marketing they can do with that is just so perfect. I think we're already looking ahead to like I feel like part two could be released on Friday, April seventh. Again, that's you know another date that's really connected to the show. Of course, that's the date the plane went missing, and it happens to be a Friday. So again, the stars just align perfectly. I think it's the only thing that would be interesting is I don't know if Netflix will want to burn through the batches that quickly just because unless they surprise us with another bonus final season, I don't funny, know if they want to. Funny you mention that because I've seen a second date floating around for part two. And I don't know if you've seen this either, but the death date, which is June 2nd, 2024. Obviously, they're not going to hold it till 2024, but June 2nd, 2024. 2023 is also a Friday. So as much as we don't want to wait until June, if it's not April, I think June would be another a good option for part two. But we'll have to wait and see. Because those are two really good dates that are tied to the show to do something for fans. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. I know they surprised us a little bit with how they handled Lucifer because that was another big one because they burned through the, the final season's because um, we got season five, part two in like May of 2021. And then the final season dropped, I think, in September or August of that year. So only a couple months apart. And so it felt weird for them to rush those two out. I think they'll play play the long game with, with Manifest. I don't see them dropping them too, too close. But I feel like either April or June, that gives it either a nice prime spring release or right at kind of the beginning of summer, which Netflix loves doing big summer releases. So I feel like either of those dates work. And again, it's just Netflix couldn't have asked for it to fall better that those fall on Fridays and that's their their 
prime release dates. Yeah, even if part two doesn't come out in April, they could still announce the June date in April and it would all work out. <laughs> yeah, they really they really have lucked out. You know, NBC has to be kicking themselves a little bit like the promotional plan that Netflix oh, yeah. just kind of fell into their laps is just perfect. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting because I think we knew a time jump was coming, but the they kind of confirmed it in the, the press release when they dropped that on 828 Day. I'm really interested to see what these first batch of episodes have. I didn't think, because in the teaser, this is a spoiler alert if you haven't read the official synopsis for the first batch, it says that the... Um, the baby that baby Eden's still missing after two years. And so that was really interesting to me. Yeah, that's shocking. There's another uh clip in the teaser that kind of threw me for a loop, which was uh Cal like getting arrested or like dragged out by cops. And I was reading another article today and Josh Dallas was saying that there's some sort of tension between Ben and Cal where like Ben kind of blames Cal for what happened to Eden. And I'm like, I didn't foresee any of these things happening by the end of season three. So I don't know what we're in for in season four, especially with this time jump, because I know I feel like they kind of had to jump ahead to get closer to the death date story-wise because they have fewer episodes, so they're not going to be on as long. But it's just, it's going to be a crazy run up to the end. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. I mean... I keep struggling with the fact that I'm just interested to know if they are actually planning to end with this batch or if Netflix is working its magic behind the scenes. Just I have trust issues after what they did with Lucifer. But he really does have trust issues. (laughs) I mean, I would love for you to manifest the season five. (laughs) I do. I just because I can remember they they lean so heavily into promoting it as the final season with season five and then surprise us all by giving it a 10 episode final six season. And so kind of like the writers were able to dive into a different story, but they'd already started kind of working towards that series finale. And then they had to, what else can we do kind of moment. And with Manifest, we know they've been filming this season. So this isn't a show that I feel like could change its ending. Like they've made it very clear from the beginning. They had a six-year plan and I think they know where they were working towards. So I feel like that's a discussion that would have to have already been happening. So they knew and could properly kind of chart those episodes out. Yeah, in that instance, it doesn't seem likely if they had already outlined these 20 episodes to be to be it. You can't really reopen anything. But I mean, you never know. Maybe there's there could be a spinoff. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But that one definitely going to be a highlight for November for sure. I know that'll be the one I'm most excited about. I don't even care what else they release. I'm just ready for Manifest. <laughs> Um, but before we get to November and even October, we do have September is upon us. Um, and it's an interesting month, but there's a lot of new additions coming. So before we dive into breaking down which are our must-see uh, shows and movies for the month, here is every Netflix show and movie coming in September 2022. Buy My House, Dated and Related, Devil in Ohio, Fakes, Cobra Kai Season 5, Saints or Narco Saints, Heartbreak High, Fate the Wink Saga Season 2, Love is Blind After the Altar Season 2, Designing Miami, Thai Cave Rescue, Saba Cash Season 2, Too Hot to Handle Brazil Season 2, The Empress, Intergalactic Television Event, Flores Lava Season 3, The Great British Baking Show Collection 10, Love in the Villa, End of the Road, 
Do Revenge, A Jasmine's Blues, Lou, Full Metal Alchemist, The Final Alchemy, Blonde, Untold, The Race of the Century, Chef's Table Pizza, Sins of Our Mother, Scandal Bringing Down the Wire Card, The Bling Ring Hollywood Heist, Eat the Rich, The GameStop Saga, Ivy and Bean, Coco Melon Season 6, Puppy or Bee and Puppy Cat, Ada Twist Scientist Season 3, My Little Pony Make Your Mark Chapter 2, and Phantom Pups. Um, so we've got a lot coming in September. Um, that's kind of like the full scoop on what's coming down. But now it's time to get into our monthly breakdown of what's must watch. And I'm not going to lie, it was a challenge coming up with this list. <laughs> um, we, we had a lot of, we've got a lot of things coming, but I don't know how excited I am for a lot of the different things. So before we talk about the show's movies we're most excited about this month, Reed, would you like to give you the honor of breaking down this month's 10 must-see Netflix editions? Sure, here they are, the top 10. Love in the Villa, which comes out on Thursday, September 1st. Devil in Ohio on Friday, September 2nd. Cobra Kai Season 5 on Friday, September 9th. End of the Road also on Friday, September 9th. Fate the Wing Saga Season 2 on Friday, September 16th. Do Revenge also on the 16th. Lou on Friday, September 23rd. Dynasty, my personal favorite, on Sunday, September 25th. Blonde on Wednesday, September 28th. And the great British Baking Show Collection 10, which is TBA. Yeah, so I think that's definitely, it's funny. This month, I feel like, is the month where we have the most movies on the list. Usually, it's a lot of the shows that we're excited about. But I feel like this this month's definitely heavy on the movies. My personal, I think, pick for the month is Do Revenge. I feel like that's going to be the highlight. I'm assuming that's probably one of your top recommendations, too. Oh, easily. It's like the only one that I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> I hate saying that, but you're right. This is like a very uh, movie-fronted month, more so than we have in the past. And I, Someone said this recently, and I'm stealing their theory that Netflix saw House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> We'll give them some movies and we'll get back to them in October. <laughs> I mean, it's a smart play because we know those are going to be granted. It's a little bit different because they're weekly releases. But still, I feel like it's... We they also have focus. Yeah. And we have the return of the fall season. So, I mean, all of the, the broadcast shows on ABC, CBS, all the different broadcasters, they're going to be coming back in September. So that's, of course, I mean, dozens of shows. I don't even know how many are coming back in September. And so I feel like it makes sense, like, Give us a quiet month, release a few of your big hits, like Cobra Kai, I know is one that'll probably be a big hit for them this month, always tends to break into the top 10. Um, But then lean into the movies, because it's kind of a quiet movie month. I'm trying to think what could be coming in theaters, and I'm just blanking, because of course in in October, November, we start getting some big releases like Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, we've got another Halloween movie coming, but September seems like a little quieter of a month, so I think that's a smart play for Netflix, to lean heavy into movies. They're easier watches too. Like you don't have to tune in weekly or you don't have to binge 10 episodes, but they also, the shows that they are releasing, like you said, are really smart. Like Cobra Kai, like that's, you know, people are going to tune in for that. And even Devil in Ohio, um, just judging how Echoes did, which was just uh, objectively was barely promoted, but is still number one and a really huge hit. Those limited series just like catch on like wildfire. So I could see Devil in Ohio really hitting and Faith the Wing Saga too. 
I mean, <laughs> I really went on there, but there's no really like it doesn't connect with Cobra Kai in Ohio, but it still has a it's a it hits the teen um, niche that House of Power or House of Dragon. I you know what I'm talking about. Those two shows do not overlap with Fate. <laughs> Yeah, Fate's an interesting one because I feel like when its first season dropped, it was very, it was met with a lot of mixed reactions. And so there was even like question of whether they renew it and then Netflix did renew it. It's an interesting one because the seasons are very short. Like I think season one was only four or six episodes and I believe season two is going to be maybe six again. So it's a lot shorter. It's almost like a limited series, um, except for the show, you know, it's got the continued storyline across the different ones. But I think that's a good point with Devil in Ohio is that Netflix has really been one of those streaming services and just networks in general that has proved not to be afraid to do limited series. And it's something that so many of these networks, they do, they build it as a limited series, but then it breaks big and they're like, oh, let's do a second season. And then it kind of just waters down what they had at the beginning when they went in thinking, we're going to tell a story from beginning middle to end. By the end of the season, you're going to have kind of resolution to these stories. And I miss those self-contained stories. Like it's okay to do a one-off show, tell a story across several episodes. Maybe it's just too much to fit in a movie's time. And I think more studios just need to stick by their guns of saying this is a limited series and we mean it because I don't think as many of them have hit when they've tried to do second or third seasons. I'll be curious to see what comes with White Lotus because I think that was in the same boat. Um, And I'm optimistic maybe it'll have a better run in season two than some of these other ones. Yeah, that's true too. Netflix really has stuck to their guns and been like, no, we're just going to do these limited series. Even though like at the end of some of them, like Echoes, you could open it up. Maybe if it's not that story, like keep one character, like the detective and then have her, you know, investigate other mysteries. But even still just having those, those self-contained stories that people can watch in a weekend, I think it's really valuable as, I mean, as we've seen, they have so many of them and they haven't really balked and walked back on any limited series. I know you're a little touchy about that, which I completely agree with because I think it started with big little lies when we were all like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's hard. It's like, I understand when something's a big hit and as when you're a fan of something, of course it's, I mean, cause I'm one of those people who I'm watching shows that are in their 10th plus seasons. So it's like, I understand wanting to keep going and exploring things. It's just sometimes when you've charted such a, a tight course and then you're like, oh, how can we expand it? It's very hard to do it right. And and that's where I think a lot of these places struggle. Um, but I like the idea with like echoes of, you know, doing the detective kind of storyline. I feel like that's, I'm blanking on the name of it, but USA kind of did that with their the, show. Yeah, the sinner, the sinner. Yep, that's the one where I think it was Bill Pullman's character kind of like kept coming back as detective, but they brought in like an all-star cast each season to kind of do new cases. And I think those angles definitely work well. Yeah, I was joking. I was like, they should do a season two of Echoes or like continue this as an anthology and have her just um, investigate mysteries with twins each season. <laughs> I don't think that's super doable, but like, because the, the title Echoes implies like it has it um, has heavily to do with the twin thing. So it's it would be difficult to open the show up and not be about twins. But, but yeah, hopefully... Uh, if Devil in Ohio does well, it just remains one and done. Yeah, I feel like the the one that I am kind of, I keep waiting for Netflix to do something with is 
the woman in the house across the I don't even know right? it's so long that was but begging it for like such a sequel a huge season ending. I know I'm like you can change the title I'm sure yeah. it'll be something obnoxiously long that I, I can't ever remember yeah it was like the it could have been like the woman in the airplane across the aisle from the, <laughs> the <laughs> whatever <laughs> as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I keep waiting for them to just surprise us with that because, I don't know, I mean, they ended it with that big cameo from Glenn Close and, like, I feel like there's something there to yeah, it. Yeah, how do you waste Glenn Close for a one-second cameo? I mean, it was yeah. fun, but it was like, let's white lotus this one. <laughs> yeah, you have to have something planned, like, larger. Like, okay, we're going to have you make a, an appearance here, and then this is going to kind of lead into the next season. If if that does, it'll go down as one of the strangest, like, cameo setups that just flopped. But, I mean, I feel like that one was in the top ten often. Yeah, it did really well. I mean, people hated on that title, but it did really well. So, I don't know. Guess we shall see. Um, but yeah, so I feel like we we started like the tangent on Do Revenge and then went down the anthology <laughs> hole. But uh, I do think Do Revenge. I think that's going to be a big one. Definitely going to be a fun one to watch. Of course, it's two leads. It's got Camila Mendez from Riverdale, and then it's got um, Maya Hawk from Stranger Things leading it. And then there's a ton of other. I still it's so funny to me that like Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones is just always buried at the end of the cast list. I'm very curious to see who she ends up playing. I know. It's like I, I keep forgetting she's in there because they bury her at the very end. But it just looks like one of those like fun kind of generational defining kind of movies. It has the potential it feels like to like it could have that cult status of like a Mean Girls. I feel like it's just the trailer was so fun. I'm really, really excited for this one. Yeah, I think it will be. The cast looks really, really, um, it's, there's just so many people that if you've watched specifically Netflix shows, you'll see them. You'll see like people from Dash and Lily and Outer Banks and 13 Reasons Why. Like there's just so many people that pop up for, that are famous within this new generation that it's, oh my God, it just looks like it's going to be so much fun. And I hope that it is, that that the visuals and the, the pictures and the the trailer all do it justice. Yeah, that one's going to be... And I love that they're doing a Friday release because they've done some weird, like... They were doing it with Blonde. I'm kind of surprised that one's going to drop on a Wednesday um, instead of on a Friday because I just feel like Friday's a good time to drop movies. They've done it recently with some other titles too and I just feel like you don't get as much buzz when you drop things on a Wednesday. Blonde was originally scheduled for that Friday that week and they bumped it up. I'm wondering if it's because it's is a very long movie and <laughs> they're wondering if maybe people will start it on Wednesday night and finish by Friday. 
yeah, that one's going to be interesting. I, I always, I'm always intrigued by ones that are, of course, based off of, you know, a real, real, real life person, real situation, just to see kind of how do they adapt the story. Um, it'll be interesting just knowing that Netflix is in the titles right now with the Inventing Anna stuff for how they, they went about <laughs> yeah. approaching a real life story. But I don't think we'll have the issue with Blonde, but it definitely has, I feel like this is one that could have some Oscar buzz next year. Yeah, even um, Lou starring Allison Janney, that looks like Allison Janney could definitely get a nomination. Although I'm not sure if they're releasing that one theater, so I'm not, I don't know how that'll play out with Oscars, but it looks like a very gripping drama and, and Allison Janney's really delivering. That, that could be another um, Dark Horse this month. I feel like, I mean, I'll check it out just I, just for Malcolm. <laughs> like I love her so mom. Good. Like I'll just watch her for this anything. Very different than mom. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's for sure. It's definitely not not a comedic light uh, lighter. Sh- Although mom did definitely kind of wade into the darker things, but they just had such a great way of balancing the humor mm-hmm. and addressing these real life you know issues. Um, I love that show. I miss that show, but I could go down that tangent. Could you imagine if mom ever ended up on Netflix? It probably would have been a big hit, a bigger hit because it was, it was a hit, but it would have been, I, I, I don't understand why. I don't even know where it's streaming now. If it's finally on, finally on Paramount plus, cause it was one of those weird ones, kind of like two broke girls that never really found a home for a while. It felt like, I think Warner brothers owns it. So it might end up on HBO be on max at some point i don't know it's so hard these days to like figure out where things are <laughs> yeah i don't have hope if warner brothers is behind <laughs> knowing everything that's going on over in that yeah in who knows maybe they'll shop it around and it'll end up on netflix <laughs> i mean netflix could definitely use some more like multi-season classic comedies after so many have left to kind of go here there and everywhere with like the office and and friends and all these different ones. And there's so many still uncertainties of what titles could get pulled back. I know we're looking at like, could Gilmore Girls be leaving sometime in the future? And it's just weird to see some of these classics going. Well, I mean, speaking of September being a kind of a bummer month, the Vampire Diaries is leaving. And that's been kind of like a question hanging in the air all year. And especially in the past few weeks as like Rain and the originals kind of were like shuffled about. But Vampire Diaries is officially leaving on September 3rd third i think but it'll be on hbo max the next day it's just still is a big loss i think for netflix and its fans yeah and it's gonna be weird because of course that's it was kind of netflix was the home to the whole vampire diaries universe so it's like people who were watching from the beginning could literally start with vampire diaries move on to the originals and then go to legacies and watch them all in one place and now you're gonna have that bouncing back and forth of like if you start it for the first time you'll be watching that on HBO Max and then you have to go to Netflix for the originals for as long as it stays there before eventually moving and it's just a weird one because it is it's one of those ones that it just feels like it's always been on Netflix yeah yeah it's a Netflix legacy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well from legacies to dynasties I feel like um, that's definitely a favorite I'm so bummed that that dynasty's coming to an end. I'm not ready to say goodbye with these last episodes coming. Um, they've really, the scheduling too has been weird to me. I don't know why they've spaced them out quite as they have with these two and three week breaks between like one episode, but I'm really just, it'll be fun to be able to binge the the full series on Netflix this September once that final season drops. I'm very, very interested to see where they end this one. 
I'm excited for the international fans too, because I don't think they've officially, I don't, I mean, I don't know what they're up to every week on Friday nights, but I don't think they've officially been able to watch season five and it's been going on for almost a year at this point because it premiered last December. <laughs> it's going to end at the end of September. So I'm excited for the international fans to show up and hopefully get Dynasty in the top 10 where it belongs one last time for its swan song. Yeah, I have no doubt it'll end up in the top 10. I feel like, I mean, that's what helped the show go on as long as it did, is it's got such a passionate audience internationally that beyond the CW's reach and, hello, CW, you're you're saying your audience key is 58 years old. Dynasty's a legacy show. I'm sure <laughs> fans are interested in that one. You could have kept it around. Right? I don't know. It's all so confusing. But yeah, the scheduling has been has left much to be desired. But I will say I really like that it is the final CW show of that era ending. It's the last one of the crop that was canceled. And it's the last one coming to Netflix. So I feel like that's kind of I mean, it's ironic because it's been in last place in the ratings for most of its run and it's the last one to <laughs> to end. But I think it's kind of an honor. Like it's the it's the last one to close that door. So it's bittersweet. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they end it. I just want to see give me at least one more Liz musical number this season. That's that's what oh, I'm going to give her so. like a big musical to send off number in the finale. Just imagine her singing a song at her baby shower or something. <laughs> that's I'm that's what I'm really curious. I need a time jump too, just to kind of get to that milestone. I am really happy though of all of the CW shows that got canceled. At least they had time to kind of write towards the finale because so many didn't have that chance to kind of tie the stories up. So I'm relieved that they at least had time to bring things to a close. I mean, speaking of that, I won't get into it here, even though In the Dark season four is coming to Netflix in September. For my feelings on how the show is coming to an end. Go listen to the CW Spiral. <laughs> it's getting a little spicy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting with some of these shows. I still am bitter about like the Legends ending, which I know, um, I know you all on the, on the CW Spiral are, are as well, and so are the fans, rightfully so. I mean, a series. I think it was season seven. Um, it deserved like a send off after all these years, and. I'm still kind of disappointed they didn't fight for that one, even to move it over, do some kind of wrap up thing. Um, it makes me appreciate when some of these shows do get saved even more, like even like looking back at like Timeless and how its fans managed to get it not only mm-hmm. saved for a second season, but then to get a finale movie to wrap up all the stories. And not many shows get that. And so it's definitely neat it's, when you see it. It's shocking that Timeless got that with as it didn't have that many seasons, but for a show with seven seasons, they didn't uh, give it a movie, another two hours, another hour, nothing. Yeah, Netflix just, I, I would have been nice if they could have stepped in and saved. I know the hands were kind of tied because Warner Brothers yeah. just didn't shop things. <laughs> yeah, Netflix has got its own fires to put out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that was like the weird thing when I was looking and like, we're getting into the end of the, the Netflix deal of all these shows kind of wrapping because I think once... Let's see, we've got The Flash and All-American will be the only two still under the deal. And then, of course, All-American Homecoming is coming, but I don't know what they've got for future seasons worked out. But it's weird to think of these like being the final CW series to be coming under the Netflix CW deal. Yeah. It's, it's an era. era for sure. Yeah, it's a new era, <laughs> end of an era. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be interesting.
Um, one other one I just I have to mention before we we look at some of the other notable additions is the Great British Baking Show. Um, I definitely that one's always a favorite. We we always talk about it. Bryce and I would would we would talk about the the recipes and we have no right mocking the baking fails when they would happen because we're by no chance of these these level. It is interesting. I should mention for the Great British Baking Show fans, there is some confusion just with all the general stuff. Netflix is billing it as Collection 10, but it's technically Season 13. Um, so when you go down the rabbit hole and start like looking for spoilers, if you search Collection 10, you're going to get Season 10 spoilers. Um, I think it has to do with when Netflix licensed the show, they didn't get the first three seasons in the series, which I think they might have been produced maybe by a different studio before it moved into its um, current one. It's just weird, though, to see like the, the season numbers varying from what they actually are. Um, but the nice thing about this one is we will be getting it like we have in the past years where the episodes will air, I think it's like three days after their UK broadcast. So not having to wait that full season is definitely a nice thing. And I like the weekly releases with this one. I never watched it. Should I get into it? It's I, I love it. It's one of my ones that I, I always promote just because it's so easy to watch. And the contestants are just genuinely good people. Like it's there's no drama, which is kind of nice. Like so many of the Americanized baking shows there's like rivalries and they're like pitting one another and they're rooting for like fails and they're just so nice to one another on Great British Baking. Like they're all rooting for each other when someone's having a bad week, like the others will rush over and like help them, even though it is a competition. And it's just one of those like feel good shows that you can just put on. It's it's an hour about um, because they don't have commercials in that. And it's just it's such a good show. I love I love it. And I'm glad Netflix worked out this deal to bring it to us. Have they ever done like a Bridgerton tie-in or am I making that up? So they did do, I think one of the like specials that dropped last holiday season was they had the Dairy Girls cast mm. and so Nicole, uh, Nicola Coughlin was part of that cast. So she was on the show. She competed as like one of the celebrity ones. So there was a little bit of a Bridgerton connect there. Um, we also are getting later this year, we'll get another batch of like the holiday specials. Netflix did also drop this uh, this August the the Juniors series, which I didn't even know that was a thing. They're like a couple seasons in, and they're finally dropping the first one on Netflix US. Um, but they have done some celebrity ones for charity. Unfortunately, though, they haven't made their way to Netflix because like James oh, McAvoy yeah. was on one, and I'd I love to love, see some of these. I love watching the clips of Jade from Little Mix. It was so funny. But I really feel like like the great Brid- the great Bridgerton baking. <laughs> make off should be a thing like am i wrong like that i feel like that would smash i feel like yeah that would be a really big hit like if they got the cast to go in and do that even even if if it just wasn't the cast even if it was just like make a cake for queen charlotte or i don't know just i think it'd be really cute it's funny because hallmark did one year and then like the pandemic happened so they didn't do it they did something i think it was like I can't remember what the name of it was, but they had the cast of Wind Calls the Heart, which is their big franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and they paired them up with like eight bakers. And it was all about like making cookies. And so like each star from the cast was paired with a baker. And they would they were basically teams competing that season. It was just kind of like a fun holiday I special. That. I think no one else has done that. I think it would be fun to see something like right? that like... With, with some of these shows. Like use your brands to just do some holiday fun because... Food competition shows, I you know, they're generally not as expensive to make as scripted stuff. So those are fun holiday specials you can kind of fill your gaps with. I'm beginning to realize that my podcast appearances are just me giving free ideas out to these <laughs> really big companies. 
I know. I mean, if they take my ideas, I I'm okay with it as long as they don't burn them into the ground. <laughs> you in court? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, that's a fair point, though. Netflix in general doesn't really do many holiday specials. They do a lot of holiday movies, but I mean, we've all been asking for years for like a Virgin River holiday special or holiday episode. Yeah. Of course, you know we've mentioned Outer Banks holiday episodes a few times. Shout out to Bryce and I uh, talking about how many things John B could be running away from Santa and just general. <laughs> but I mean, like how make the baby born around Christmas so that we can have a Christmas special. There's like three babies that we're waiting for in Virgin River. <laughs> and you're we not, don't know what me. time it is there. Yeah, I mean, they, they could just lie to us and I'd be like, great, it's Christmas. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Because they, Lord knows, they celebrate everything else in Virgin River. I mean, we've had Renaissance, Renaissance fairs, <laughs> that weird like tree chopping down Survivor game thing from season three. <laughs> yep, they and they go all out. I still I don't understand how this small town has the budget for these like big things. When I was watching the Renaissance Fair episode from this last season, I mean, they're not just like little dollar store costumes. Like they have these elaborate. Full costume right. get-ups. And I'm like, where are you even going? Is there a and costume they're like, store? They're worried about the practice going under. And I'm like, then why <laughs> did you buy a Renaissance Fair outfit on Etsy for probably a million dollars? Worry about your, your work. <laughs> I know. It's the most bizarre thing. Like I, that's, But that's Virgin River. I don't understand. Time yeah, you can't, yeah you can't poke holes in it. Just vibe. <laughs> yeah, you just have to put it on, just watch it, and understand that like it's going to do its own thing. Um. Which I guess kind of just the final tie-in there kind of connecting is we do have a good rom-com coming um, actually the first week, September 2nd, which is Love in the, or September 1st, Love in the Villa, which stars Kat Graham and uh, Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy. Um, I feel like this one could be a fun one. It's interesting to me that when they're dropping, like I feel like it could have been held a little bit closer to fall, um, but it should be a good time. I think this is the first time Tom Hopper's done a rom-com for Netflix. Yeah, because Kat Graham has done one before, right? I believe so, yeah. I feel like she has. It's really interesting, though, because I've noticed that they're starting to release more romantic comedies on Thursday. Because I want to say Wedding Season came out last month on a Thursday. And maybe Look Both Ways? Or am I getting that mixed up with a Friday? I don't know. It just, It's yeah, like they're they're mixing up their release patterns for certain genres. I'm on to you, Netflix. Yeah, it feels like they're doing a lot of like Wednesday through Friday releases. We're not getting random Monday or Tuesday, which probably is for the better. Like, I don't, yeah, no. I would not take kindly to a Monday release, especially no. <laughs> for a full season. Like, no, thank you. I'll be watching it in the weekend still, but you can let it sit there. Yeah. Um, but I think part of it probably is they're having to play around with a little bit of the stuff with how Disney Plus is releasing things, how Amazon's releasing things, to where before they kind of cap- you know, capitalized on Friday was their big release date. And now they're, sprinkling things out a little bit more just to compete with competitors because of course wednesday is disney plus's general release date amazon drops things they feel like on thursdays and fridays um i don't know what hulu's schedule is they're kind of all over the place i feel like they don't have a set release schedule but i still think it'll be interesting to see how netflix reacts to dancing with the stars and having like that live show on a streaming service because netflix has never done a live program this will be the first for any streamer and so I think they'll be watching and then seeing how can we do, maybe we'll finally get like a live reunion special for something like Love is Blind or Never Have I Ever, not Never Have I Ever, too hard to handle. <laughs> I'll take a live reunion for Never Have I Ever though. 
I know. They should... They did... I feel like they had that reunion thing there for a while that was hosted by... I don't want to say David Spade maybe was connected or some Wait, comedian. Netflix? They had something where they did like a recap after certain shows. And I can't remember what it was called. Is this a dream that you had? <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm trying to figure out what it was. Um, it was like an after show kind of reaction for a few different things. David Spade. That's, a, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, it was the Netflix after party. That's what it was called. Um, and it was David Spade, Fortune, um, Femster, and then London Hughes. And they uh. kind of did like different little after shows. They only did 10, I think they did like 10 episodes. Uh, but they did one for like The Circle. They did one for that. Um, the Upshaws, I think, was the last one that they did. Oh, so this was and, like recent. Yeah, it was in 2021, I believe. Wow, where and, was I? Because they did one for Bridgerton, too. Is it um, still on Netflix? Probably. I feel like that's not something that would have left Netflix. I know some things have, like I know they lost the Marvel shows, but I don't think that's something that would have been pulled back. But they were just kind of like little short, like after like Fallout things, because Netflix doesn't have, you know, a talk show. Um, and so they've it's kind tried of like their and way of, they've yeah, never, they <laughs> never ironed that out. <laughs> but it was an interesting kind of concept because it gave you that like Fallout after, you know, a show or they even did a few for movies. Um, and it was just an interesting concept. And then they, they kind of ditched it and haven't looked back. I just had another idea, but I don't want to give any more free ideas away. So I'll tell you after. <laughs> we'll just start like a Netflix Live Patreon account. And get all of our like ideas there. Yeah, put our ideas behind a paywall for Netflix to get through. <laughs> um, so we've talked a little bit about the the Netflix originals coming. There are some no other notable additions coming across the month of September. Um, a Cinderella story is coming back again. This is one that comes and goes so often. It can return September 1st. Also coming September 1st, we've got Despicable Me 1 and 2, Resident Evil 1 through 3, which that one feels like poor timing, knowing that they just canceled the series that the franchise is based on. But I guess yeah. it's giving the fans something to enjoy. Um, the Notebook also is coming back September 1st. That's another one that kind of comes and goes. Um we do have In the Dark Season 4 coming September 13th, which I know you'd mentioned that one a little earlier. We've also got Season 11 of Call the Midwife coming September 5th. And then the Munsters movie is coming September 27th. And there's a lot of confusion around this one that people think it's a Netflix original. And it's just an acquisition. They have a deal with the studio that's behind it. I think it's another universal, like some kind of tie in there. Uh, but there seems to be confusion from people that that's a Netflix original and it's just an acquisition. I think it'll be a good one for them. I don't know. I watched the trailer and was a little confused by what to expect from that. But dropping it right before Halloween season, I think it'll have, you know, the odds. People people will see it popping up in their queue and maybe give it a chance. Yeah, I haven't watched the trailer, but I remember watching the show on Nick and I as a kid. So maybe something I'll check out. The trailer gave me, like, throwbacks to the, the series, but I was also confused by what it was supposed to be. Like, if it's supposed to be a comedy, if it's supposed to be a serious movie, I was very confused on the tone i will say they they did manage to capture the likeness of the characters from the original like they didn't change up the looks of the different like monster characters like they still very much look like the originals which i respect that that sometimes when they you do reboots they try to go so out of the box it's like you can't even recognize the characters and you definitely can look at them and be like oh okay i remember these you know characters from the old show but it should be interesting but I think Despicable Me 1 and 2 is a nice addition, too, for families. Um, I think that's part of the the Sony Universal deal, possibly. Um, 
we'll see if they actually drop then because we've seen some of those dates change. I think Uncharted was a really good example of that of when we thought a movie was coming and then it didn't come with the date they had announced. So pending on Despicable Me 1 and 2. I mean, fingers crossed because those have been a big hit for Netflix in the past when they're on there. Yeah, I feel like there are ones that are just like kids love them. So they're so easy for parents to just put on. And when they're on Netflix, it's just so much. It's such a good addition for Netflix to have. And then I am excited for the Cinderella. I feel like every time it comes back, I watch it again. Um, Just I've seen it so many times, but it's just one of those like good Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, as <laughs> would call him. Oh my god. We're, uh, we're definitely uh they had such good chemistry and I just love that one. That's definitely oh, and then of course you have to give a shout out to um oh god, I'm blank on her name. Who plays Jennifer the Coolidge. Yes. There you go. I was You I said it earlier for the white lotus. I know. <laughs> um i i love her in that that show i still like the scene where she has the botox and she's like i'm very disappointed in you (laughs) i just love that scene it's a classic um but yeah so i think they definitely have a nice mix of it it's quieter on the the original front maybe but there's some fun additions coming in there because we like like we said dynasty and great british baking uh show were two we talked about too which of course are acquisitions coming as well so should be a good overall month. I think it's going to hype up to an even stronger final stretch of the year. I feel like October, November, December will be really, really big months. So this is probably the calm before the storm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If nothing else, we know we've got Manifest coming in, in November. <laughs> That'll keep us going for the rest of 2022. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I can't think of a better note to end it on. So Reed, thank you so much for joining me as always. Um, and have a great time and a great, uh, great September. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.